Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. This is Case 14, Hypnos. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu, a role-playing game filled with cosmic horror, existential dread, and a ticking grandfather clock looming at the end of a darkened hallway your parents told you to stay away from, lest the rats who nested within ventured forth to snatch you inside where they'd gnaw on your flesh for time eternal. Your investigators of the unknown are... Gabe. As Roy. I'm getting some work done around the old cavern. <laughs> Matt as Rocky. On tonight's episode of Now That's What I Call Lovecraft Tapes, Volume 37. And Brian as Pippa. Don't say anything, I'm only on episode 34. Welcome back, players. How is everybody doing tonight? How are you? Good. I'm alive. So, Matt, were you working late tonight? Yeah, you know, in the world of retail, sometimes shit just goes sideways. I uh, have been out of retail for about 25 years, so I really don't remember anything about that. Lucky you. You ever been in a store? No. It's COVID, sir. That's true. I'm sorry, what? No, that's over. Didn't, didn't you hear? Now it's monkeypox. Trust me, it's it's not over till it's over, you know what I'm saying? Well, guys, uh, a few days ago, I saw someone <laughs> post a poll on Twitter asking what everyone's favorite bagel is and why is it everything bagel? Now, I've come to appreciate everything bagels, but I didn't really dig them when I was younger. So... Two questions for you. First, what's your favorite bagel flavor? And give us a backstory on why. And second, what's a food stuff that you despise as a child, but you like now? My favorite bagel is Caramel Crunch. Why is that your favorite, though? Uh, just because it's really sweet and sugary. What's a uh, something that you hated as a kid, but you dig now? Beets. I hated beets, but here's the reason why. My grandmother, when I was a child, pickled her own beets. And she wasn't good at pickling anything. It tasted like dirty water in dirty socks. But now you can get pickled beets that are good. My mom actually has a good recipe and hers are amazing. So I have a very simple answer for what my favorite bagel is. It's a plain bagel because I can do anything to it I want. If I have cheese, I can make it a cheese bagel. If I have chocolate, I can make it a chocolate bagel. I, li- I'm, I live a sandbox style life. I don't like to be told no. As a kid, I didn't like leeks, and I think it's just because I was an asshole, and I don't think I ever tried them, because now I just eat leeks a lot. Like, I really just like eating a leek. My favorite bagel I can't get anymore, because it came from a bagel shop over on your side of the state. When I was up at Kalamazoo, there was a bagel shop over there that sold uh, a really great, like, onion bagel. The little crunchy pieces of onion just baked into the top, and it was just ever so, like, savory. And then you hit that with a little bit of cream cheese, and you get, like, the savory from the onion, and you get, like, the sweet from the little bit of cream cheese, and that thing was amazing. And, uh, how about childhood hatred, but you dig it now? Brussels sprouts. I mean, that's just kind of a, every kid hates that. But now that I'm older, I toss them with some maple syrup and a little balsamic vinegar and then slow roast them in the oven and top them with like a little Parmesan cheese. And that stuff is like amazing. My favorite bagel is cheddar jalapeno. I had it back at MSU for the first time, walking to a bagel shop that was uh, across from the uh, dorms where I was staying and uh, walked in there and I was like, what in the hell is this bright orange with flexed green? And I like spicy food. I always have. And and that, that hit the uh, mark for me. But I will say that I came into my own uh, up in Grand Rapids because there is no better hangover cure than an egg, cheese, sausage, jalapeno, cheddar bagel in the morning because all of that, the, the grease and the bread and everything like sops up anything that you did the previous evening. <laughs> and it was like a magical miracle cure when I worked at a uh, hand warmer company in Grand Rapids. And um, my childhood uh, hatred was mustard. I hated mustard. Uh, there was one time where we were supposed to go to a 4th of July firework display and we had hamburgers for dinner and had mustard on my hamburger. And dad said, we're not leaving until you eat that hamburger with the mustard on it. I sat there and it got cold, cold, and we never went because I hated mustard so much. But I love mustard now in all its forms. We have four or five or six different types of mustard 
in the cabinet or the fridge. I just, I love it all. So that's the weirdest thing. Listeners, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi or tell us what you hated as a kid and love now, drop us a letter from beyond on our website at lovecrafttapes.com. Now, this show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. So thank you very much to everybody, uh, some folks in the chat here. Appreciate all the support. Well, but before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now... A word from our sponsor. Do you suffer from incurable frequent migraines? Are you haunted by visions of other worlds filled with monstrous, floating entities that are not of this earth? Is there a strange tickle just above your nose that, no matter how much you scratch... The itch won't go away? Don't worry. HW Industries is here to help. Once again, with our latest invention, Third Eye Blind. Now, it's not your imagination, as your normal doctor would have you believe, but rather your pineal gland awakening. Very soon, might be next December, or it might be the day after tomorrow, that vestigial stock is going to push its way through the skin between your eyebrows. And now you're looking at reality through a fantastical lens. But trust us, you won't like what you see. Things that shouldn't be there, covered in slime, floating all around us, never sleeping. What can you do about it? That's where Third Eye Blind comes to the rescue. Simply take the patented steel tube, insert the crank at one end, then turn the ratchet 16 times counterclockwise. When you hear the tell-tale click, remove the crank and place the other end of the tube directly between your eyes. Hold your breath, count down from three, then push the big red button on the side of the device. You'll feel a little pinch followed by sweet relief with the knowledge that the pesky pineal will never bother you again. Be sure to use the terry cloth bath towel included with each order to mop up the blood, pus, and any bits of brain that may have been ejected. And if your normal doctor tries to pressure you into a lobotomy instead, tell them no, because if it's not West, it's not the best. And we're back. Why do you guys think that product under service would be so popular in today's modern world? Probably because of the mouthfeel. That'd be my guess. I'd say because there's a one in four chance that the guy that gave the reading is really handsome. I do like them condiments, though. All of your points are valid, and we here at Product and or Service Incorporated appreciate your attention to detail when explaining why you think our product and or services will change our users' lives. In fact, we are so appreciative, we're willing to ship a gross of that product and or service to your house as a thank you. But, and this is important, do not open the shipping container immediately. There will be a three to five day gestation period while the product and or service stabilizes. If you do happen to breach the containment structure before that time, we cannot be held responsible for damage to property, loss of life, or missing car keys. We're not entirely sure why, but car keys seem to be what this particular product and or service likes to take. Fobs too. Also, legends on maps. Any kind of key, really. Otherwise, please enjoy our product and our service thereafter for as long as you're able to tolerate its incessant squealing and noxious odor. Your mom's a fob, and you know it. Hey, I fobbed your ma last night. Hey, whoa, hey, whoa, hey. Hey, fob, get about it. Now, dear investigators, we play Case 14, Tape 6, The Wind Appeared. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. The past is ever-present, an inescapable reality bent by time and memory, but far from toothless and perhaps even more dangerous. 
In Pomance, Roy meets a mysterious new acquaintance by the name of Mr. Circe, who informs him that his traveling companions may be keeping secrets from him. Rocky and Pippa battle three thread-bound half-pints in the attic, managing to escape, but not without suffering wounds which seemingly will not heal. With Danny's help, the three investigators manage to acquire another gemstone from an angry apple ent, though their jaunt takes them to yet another familiar milieu. Gabe, please remove your headphones and we'll give you a thumbs up when it's good to go. Okay. Pippa and Rocky, as you're contemplating your current situations, Danny's voice crackles through your headset. Uh, guys, we got a little problem. Yeah, what the hell's going on? Where are we at? Oh, I know exactly where we're at, and it's not a good place to be, trust me. I look around. Where are you? I'm in the crawl space under the house. Oh my god, I just threw up. Is that why this tastes like bacon? Oh, I am so sorry. Tastes like bacon? Guys, pull it together, okay? We've got a situation here, and I'm not exactly sure what to do about it. I don't know how to tell you this, but we're beyond the 90 minutes. Where you're supposed to be under? So how are we still here? Right. By my watch, we're at 95 minutes now. We're still inside? Yes, you're, you're still there in Roy's dream. Now, there might be an explanation for it. You remember from the last jaunt, you guys were ejected a little too early? Yeah. Well, Peasley may have reformulated the serum a little to try to keep you under slightly longer, but... You know, you should have come out by now, and your bodies are still under. I told you I didn't like this damn cyberpunk technology. Rocky. What? You said you know where we're at. Where are we? A cabin in the woods that used to belong to a former Delta Green agent. We came out here on assignment, uh, did some digging around, found that he had done something to his wife that turned her into some sort of unliving zombie-like creature, I guess. So... Dead? Dead, but not, like, really dead. But was it dawn when you found this? Pippa, Maria believes that there's something else going on, that it might be Roy was keeping you in the dreams. We're not sure that it's actually the drugs. Side question, if we die here, do we die in real life? Because that's how the movies does it. When you die in the dream, you're supposed to be ejected back into your bodies. Now, uh, we're not quite certain of that anymore, so I guess I would be very careful. So you're saying I should put my gun away from my head. Is there anything you can do to our bodies to get to snap us out of this? Try tickling Pippa. She loves that. You two are connected to Roy via that gemstone. But we know that when he retrieves the gemstones, he becomes lively and vibrant and his vital signs increase. So Maria's theory is that he's keeping you there to help him retrieve the gemstones. So we keep playing along? It might be wise to divulge the true nature of Roy's condition to him. It might help launch you out of the jaunt. Otherwise, we're not sure what's going to happen. I thought when we started this, it was explicitly stated that we should not, under any circumstance, let him know what's going on. Yes, that was Peasley's theory to begin with, but because this has changed and because his vital signs have increased, we think maybe that danger has dissipated somewhat. We don't want you to be trapped there. What do you mean trapped here? We could be trapped here? It's a theory. I've been down these roads before with Delta Green and things just don't work out as well as we expect. So just please be very careful, okay? Rocky, I'm going to defer to you. Whatever you think we should do, I will stick with you. As soon as I crawl out from under this house, I'll tell Roy what's going on. Excuse me, I have some shimmying to do. All right, I'm going to give Gabe the thumbs up. Roy, the whisper on the wind fades away to be replaced by the rustle of tree leaves in the gentle evening breeze. Had you really heard that voice? 
You strain for a moment, trying to detect any other sounds, but everything remains quiet. Otherwise, the Clyde Bauman property is just how you remember. From where you stand in the dirt-packed driveway, the small cabin sits to the west, still run down, moss growing up the sides. Further back, on the north side of the cabin, is the tool shed. Door cracked open slightly to show the darkness inside. To the east is the septic tank, hatch closed and padlocked. That's curious. You're pretty sure you left that unlocked previously, but how long ago was that? Months? Years? You shake your head. Time is a flat circle, someone once told you. Who was it? The name escapes you, and you're starting to become annoyed, so instead you focus on the here and now. Where the hell are Rocky and Pippa? Snap out of the trance that I'm in, and I'll uh, call out. Rocky, Pippa. Rocky, Pippa, please make a listen roll. I needed a 40, I rolled a 24, that's a... Success. I needed a 44. I rolled a 52. That's a failure because I'm too busy singing Taylor Swift Shake It Off to myself as I shimmy my way out from under the house. Peppa, I'm going to need you to roll a d10, please. I rolled a one. Pippa, you hear a muffled voice call out your name from somewhere exterior to the cabin. Maybe that was just Rocky I heard crawling through and singing. Shake it up. Roy, you get no response. I'll draw my gun, head down the driveway. Your boots crunch on the gravel, a bit louder and crisper. It's almost as if the environment, the atmosphere, is somehow artificial. It feels as though you might be contained within a giant snow globe, the way that the sound echoes and falls flat. And I'll reach down and I'll pick up a handful of gravel and pocket it. And I'll continue towards the cabin again. You see that there is a light on inside, very dim, flickering. Bang on the door and stand to the side of it with my gun pointed at the door. As you are mounting the few steps up to the porch to the front door, uh, you hear a scuffling sound to your left near the ground. I'll pull out my flashlight and shine it toward that direction. Directly into Rocky's face as he shimmies out from underneath the cabin. Chupacabra! And I'll shoot him. (coughs) Oh, God. (coughs) Why under there? (coughs) What are you doing? I don't know. It just put me there. You put me there, technically. Uh, unconsciously, but I guess that kind of makes sense. So, um, I got some news. Um, we might want to go inside first. Pippa is, uh, in one of the bedrooms in the cabin, and then we'll, you know, grab you a chair, and, uh, then, you know, I got, uh, something to tell you. Pippa's sleeping, of course. Lazy. Head into the cabin. Pippa, you hear what is clearly Rocky and Roy conversing somewhere outside the room that you're in. Well, I'm gonna go out into the main living area. So you get out of the bed, open up the door to the room that you're in, and you find yourself in a cabin that has a living room and kitchen. And above the kitchen table, there is a flickering light. You see the front door to the cabin open and Rocky and Roy enter. Ah, there you are. So we're going to grab some chairs, and I told Roy that we have some splaining to do. Welcome. Did you guys bring something to pass? Uh, gas? Oh, nope. Uh, you can go. Party's over. Isn't this cabin kind of stereotypical? Yeah, except there's no antlers around that hanging pendant light. You begin to hear a faint buzzing sound, almost like an electrical circuit trying to make a connection. Inevitably, you're Attention is drawn to the kitchen table, above which hangs a bare bulb which is now flickering intermittently, casting the room and cascading waves of light and dark. Nothing else seems out of place except... There. A moment ago, the table was completely bare, but now? The light bulb stops its spastic luminescence and maintains a bright, steady glow, as if proud to reveal its mysteries, finally. A reel-to-reel tape player sits in the center of the dining table, 
with a folded cardboard handwritten sign in front of it that reads, Play Me. To the left of the player is a bottle of Campari and three tumblers filled with slowly melting ice. The sign in front of this impromptu bar invites, Drink Me. Finally, on the right side of the table is a mirrored platter upon which have been placed three paper cups like those used in hospitals to administer medication. Indeed, in each cup are two pills, one red, one blue. The lettered sign on the platter indicates, Eat me. Walk over to the compartment. Man, I knew he'd come through for me. Uh, uh, just wait a minute. You don't know where that's been. It's from my pal. I know exactly where it's been. What pal? There's nobody here but us. No, no. He wa- In fact, he wanted me to talk to you. Uh, like a Mr. Siesta or something like that. You mean that guy that ran that salsa shop from when we were kids? No, yeah, that is a different guy. You're right. Is some guy he knew you, Rocky. I know a lot of people. Do you have any idea how incredibly little that narrows it down? You don't know anybody. No one asks about you at reunions. Sit still for a second. I need to explain something to you. We are not actually in this cabin right now. Okay. What's the last thing you remember before waking up inside... The Hotel Odebrati. So I went to a Yankees game. You remember a cavern? You didn't say which time that we woke up in Hotel Odebrati. I woke up there many times. We were in a cavern. You had a strange glowing knife. There was a giant dog thing. We were shooting at the silver stick. You remember what happened at the end of that fight? I won. Well... I know I got hurt, but that happens a lot. Yes, but this time it wasn't as easy to fix you up as it normally is. You see, it's been, in reality, quite some time since our incident underneath the city of New York. You've been in a coma the whole time. So I'm just dreaming? More or less, we're in an extended dream sequence. The gems that we're we're collecting. I ended up with a real one somehow. I'm not quite sure where that came from. But we're using it kind of like a conduit, I guess you could say, to access your unconscious mind to help bring you back. Back to where you once belong. Okay, so none of this matters then. It's on you guys. No, it it does matter. Because if something goes wrong, you could be lost forever. Well, don't mess up. It's not so much us messing up, because it's you. It's what you do in here that matters. Where you're just here to guide and help. So I gotta do this whole thing? Well, we can help, but more or less this is your journey. Great. Don't stop believing. <laughs> Unless you're ready to let go. I'm not. I mean, come on, I'm awesome. Why would I die? Well... Oh, do you have any idea what I need to do? I mean, clearly I need to drink this, and clearly I need to put the tape in, but other than that... Here's the fun part. I've never done any of this stuff before. Rocky and you have done it. I'm seeing your past and your history, and all the adventures, quotation fingers, that you guys have been on, which to me are pretty freaking terrifying. I'm not here because I'm brave. I'm not here because I'm a warrior. I'm here because I care about you and I want you to get better. So we probably shouldn't tell her about the zombie lady in the... What? Septic tank out back, right? I reach over and grab the booze. <laughs> it's Campari. Have you ever had it before? I heard what you said about compartmentalize yourself. Uh, yeah, she probably wouldn't like that one. Anyway, you were saying something about uh, a friend of yours. He's a friend of yours, but he likes me better now. I'll get his name eventually. He clearly dropped all this off for us. Um, and you don't remember what his name was, do you? I know how terrible you are with names. I know it was like an S or like a C, maybe. Put my my finger to my earpiece. Uh, Danny, uh, you're, you're getting this, right? He says there's somebody else in here. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, I'm picking up loud and clear. I don't know of anyone else in there. I mean, Roy, what they're saying is true. I'm actually here with you now. I'm looking at you. Danny, I've always known that you care for me more than most do. Yeah? And I appreciate you being here for me. We're all here for you. We have a whole team. Uh, Professor Peasley's here, and uh, Maria, she's here too, and, and we're just trying to get you out of this. Yeah, we'll get it. I'm not too worried. Good luck, guys. Uh, we're still working on some things right now to try to 
figure out this jaunt. So let me know if there's any emergencies, but I'll be on the call, okay? All right. Got it. Good luck, Roy. Thanks, Danny. Click. Well, I suppose we best see what's on this tape. I'm going to reach over and hit the play button. The reels turn slowly, feeding the tape through the magnetic reader. And a voice projects from the speakers. Good evening, Rocky and Pippa. Hello again, Roy. That's him. That's the guy. I thought you might be parched, so I've arranged for libations. I do apologize for the lack of crudité, but your arrival here was unexpected. To be honest, I thought you'd be otherwise engaged for a longer period back at Pomance. But here we are, so kudos. You've now acquired two gemstones. Double kudos. But how many more to go, do you think? And the tape player spins silence. I'm sorry, who are you? I'm sorry, allow me to introduce myself. As I've indicated to Roy anyways, you may call me Mr. Surtsey. But in reality, or lack thereof, I am merely a mouthpiece for, shall we say, other interested parties? I love parties. How is he responding to us? Is this not a tape? Well, technically it is a tape, but things don't quite work that way anymore, Roy. I think you understand that now. I guess now I do. You said you worked for others. Feel like you could uh, clarify that a little bit. Oh, I believe you know one of them. Bugshash. Yes, I was afraid. Is how you pronounce one of their names. At least that's the sound I can make with my mouth with them controlling it. It, him, me, this filler of space, and I am now the space it is filling. But it wants what it is owed, Rocky Arroyo, and it means to have it. A new vessel. That's why you're here. Tell him he can take his vessel and shove it up as many asses. I don't think he would enjoy that, because it did take some time to formulate this plan, and with no small amount of nudging Peasley's interest toward the obsidian jewel you took from the library city. Oh, wait. Do you not recall your jaunt to the library city? The Brothers Arroyo? I don't. No. Interesting, interesting. I will certainly relay that. Let me be plain. Ultimately, using Roy as bait, our benefactor was able to lure you here to the Dreamlands, where the physical laws of the universe do not necessarily apply. And as such, you will remain in this realm, unable to awaken forever, unless... You continue your quest. Collect the gemstones to open the way. We will be waiting in Ulthar. And the tape snaps and flaps endlessly on the reel. I'm going to reach over and stop the tape. So what's bug shot, Rocky? It's what you put in a shotgun, I think. Not bug shot, bug shosh. It's the name of a very old, very powerful, shapeless, formless entity that lives beyond our reality. Guys, come on. I don't want to be here anymore. And it sounds like we don't have much of a choice. You guys aren't even really here. I don't understand what your concern is. I think we are now, because they went through you to get to him. Yes, um, you see, he the entity that is hunting me is much more powerful than you or I, and seems to have found a way to force us put for the moment. Never had my put forced. So is that dude hunting you, or is it the bug shags... Uh, it's the bug shosh. The man you're talking to is merely a emissary. Have you met him before? Because that's the guy I was talking about. If I have, then I have no recollection. I know his boss. Yeah, because he seemed to n- know you and be interested in you. 
which is weird because, I mean, come on. I guess that means, I don't know, that's why we're here. So you remember what happened last time we were at this cabin, right, Roy? Yeah, it was funny. Crazy lady. And almost on cue, you hear from outside the cabin the distinct wail. Give me kisses. Okay, guys, I either need to be caught up on what the hell's happening, or just tell me where to go so we can leave. It seems like I had morals once, and it was a mistake. Pretty much. Well, I don't know if it was you had morals more so than you wanted to do the express opposite of what I wanted to do, because that's just what you do. No, you wanted to do the wrong thing. Guys, not the time. Look, to make a long story short, crazy lady who was done something to by a husband who had access to powerful magic, Roy and uh, one of our former (laughs) associates who went by the name of Jack uh, went against my wishes to just take care of the problem early. They let her out. There was a chase. There were several fights. I ended up dying. Roy almost died. I came back. Huh? And then Jack warned me of seeing numbers behind my eyes. To be fair, he made no valid points at all. Actually, this might have started back with that whole cat thing, now that I think about it. As much as I don't want to think about it. You see, there was this simulator that we helped test, where we turned into cats. What? How do I get out of here? That's the thing. I'm not sure if there really is a way out. Danny! Danny! Yeah, yeah, Pippa. I'm here. I'm here. What's up? I need you to get us out of here now. I think the boys have lost it. They're talking about turning into cats. Calm down. I have a name for you, Danny. Yes. Certsy. You know, that does ring. Let me do a little research on my part here, and uh, I'll see what I can dig up. Are you okay? Are you safe for the moment? <sighs> for the moment. There might also be connections to Bugshosh. Tell him about the lady. Right? What is this about a lady? Replay of our adventure. There's a weird zombie lady thing in the septic tank out back from the last time we were here. Uh, okay. Yeah, and she's yelling, so... She's still out there. Have you found the gem? Not yet. What the fuck are you doing? We're kind of processing a lot right now. The problem is, is our friend Mr. Surtsey specified that Bugshosh created this whole scenario as a trap to get to me. All right, well, I'm taking a lot of notes here, and you're giving me homework. But in the meantime, guys, you have to press on. That's the thing. I'm not sure if it will get us out of here, or if it'll only get us further in. You see, at the end of his tape... Cersei said something about me that they're waiting for us somewhere. And I'm not sure if grabbing these gems is taking us out or taking us closer to them. Or him or it. I know this probably isn't very helpful right now, but there was a saying my grandmother used to have. And she said that sometimes the only way out is through. And I have a saying from the really great 80s movie, War Games, the only way to win is not to play. I understand. And it's totally your guys' call. We can only observe what you're going through. So, And all I know is that with each gemstone you've recovered, Roy has gotten better. Yeah, I'm kind of with Danny, guys. I mean, if this bug Shabbath dude, Black Sabbath guy, is going to be throwing all of our old enemies from the past at us, I kind of feel like the best way is to just get it done quickly. Because let's be honest, we aren't going anywhere if we just sit around. All right, guys, well... Good luck. Let me know if you need anything, okay? I'll talk to you later, Roy. Talk to you later. Bye. Click. You still there? Yeah, I can hear you. That's the red button. Click. So, if one of us dies, we come out of it. You or me. Should we test that theory? That's stupid. To you, maybe, because it's in your head. But I I don't want to be here anymore. It's a possibility. If we're going to test it, I'm going to do it, not you. But no, 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 because I'm not going to be left here with your dead body if it doesn't work, not knowing how to handle the whatever give me kisses lady. Yes, well, I'm not going to let you kill yourself. No, you're going to kill me, jackass. No, I'm going to kill me. You can't kill me, only I can kill me. That's how this works. I stand on the table. But I have the high ground. Oh, in that case, it's over. I'm serious, though. I think you should... I think you should shoot me in the head. Well, this can only end poorly. No, no, no. Hold on. If you're gonna die, at least get killed fighting that thing out there. Well, I mean, if this is the same as the last time, all we have to do is get the gasoline out of the shed, only open the lid far enough to dump it in, and then toss in a lighter and... 
But if we got a little voodoo doll who doesn't mind dying, we might as well have her do the dirty work. The crazy zombie lady is in the septic tank. Okay, well that makes me feel better that she's still being held in something. I mean, we don't know. I haven't seen her. What do you mean you don't know? You just said that she's out in the container. You don't get it. The gravel was weird. Things are different. Yes, because we're not really here. We're in your memory of the place, not actually in the place. So things might be a little bit wonky. You just picked up a chunk of your memory and stuffed it in your pocket. All right, well, here's my point. Look, Pippa, if you're going to die, if you want to die, whatever, I guess. I mean, that's stupid and I don't agree with it. But if you're going to die, at least die helping us. Well, I'll help you, of course. Okay, go burn her. Go singe her out. Nobody needs to die, okay? I mean, we might as well take advantage of someone who's not afraid to. I mean, if anything, I still have a couple lives left. Maybe that's what they want, is for you to do it, Rocky. Yeah, as much as I hate to say it, you dying is probably a bad idea. We could all just stay in this cabin. You got Campari, you got some pills? The last pills I took, I choked on. It was just a bad idea. You of all people would be willing to take strange, unlabeled pills. Look around, maybe we can find some old movies to watch on this reel-to-reel. I mean, we'll have to fill in the dialogue, but that's fun. We're in the dreamlands, you know, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, I feel like wasting time is not the best move here. I mean, do you want to be here anymore? Because I don't. Well, obviously I love being here. Of course I don't want to be here. Um, Let's go start some fires. Clearly, she has a stone. Let's not be stupid. He's obviously going to put the first one close to us and dangerous. It's the first boss. But this isn't the first stone we've retrieved. Technically, this is the third. Those were tutorial stones. Press C to crouch. I think it's pretty obvious that there's going to be a stone down in that septic tank. I guess I can go in and see. Then if I get killed, I wake up and have bacon. I don't necessarily remember where the gas is, but I'm sure we'll find it. Shed. Before we go, though, and I'm going to hustle back into the bedroom to see if the footlocker is still there. Uh, it is not. The footlocker that had everything in it last time isn't there anymore, so I guess we just hope that everything is unlocked? I never saw it. That's why it's gone, I guess. Pippa, go gas her out, and I'll start heading outside. You take her out to the shed. I'm going to sweep the house to make sure there isn't anything else handy in here, because I'm pretty sure I remember there being some hand grenades in one of those boxes. I don't, so good luck. I'm pretty sure you tried to smuggle one off-site when we were done. I remember where that one is. (laughs) So Roy and Pippa head out onto the uh, front stoop and into the night air while... Rocky furtively scurries around the cabin uh, looking for additional information and or equipment. And Roy, you look around and as you remember, the uh, shed is to the north with the door slightly propped open. The septic tank hatch just a few yards away and the hatch is closed and padlocked. But you hear that voice again. Yes. And it sounds like it's coming from deeper within the woods. Kisses. Sponsor us, Hershey's. Hashtag not sponsored. Well, I think you were right, Pippa. I don't think she's in the septic tank. Um, should we go get Rocky? Probably can't hurt. I remember her being in the woods, but I also remember her being in the septic tank. Can you put her in the septic tank? I mean, if he remembers her in the septic tank. Can you remember all the grenades that you've ever seen in your life? I don't think this is how this works. How do you know till you try? Well, I've been remembering naked women the whole time that we've been here. Why are you been remembering naked women the whole time we've been here? I'm just testing theories. All right, I'm going to grab some equipment from the shed. Maybe you grab Rocky and we'll hit the woods. Pippa comes back into the front door of the cabin with Rocky's name on her lips. And I'm going to have my gun up to my head. I was really hoping you didn't have to see this, but now you have me curious. And you know what they say about curiosity in cats. And then I'm just going to pull the trigger. The bullet enters Rocky's brain, spraying blood and brain tissue out the other side of the exit wound. And his corpse falls to the floor. Roy, you're a couple steps down from the front stoop when you hear a gunshot go off in the cabin. And I'll walk back up inside. You walk back into the cabin to see Pippa kneeling down on the floor next to Rocky's bleeding corpse. His gun is still in his hand, outstretched, laying on the floor. Damn. And I'll go grab his gun. And as you do so, 
His hand clenches around it, and he sits up. Rocky, you now have full hit points. Your exit wound is completely healed. My turn, my turn. Please reduce your max HP by one. Your constitution just dropped by ten. You're currently 45 con, but you're instantaneously back to full 10 hit points. You feel a little woozy. (laughs) There's a sticky liquid on the side of your face that is tacky to the touch. And you hear Danny yelling into all of your earpieces. Oh my God, what what happened, guys? Is Rocky okay? Well, that was most enlightening, wasn't it? You're there. Oh God, for for a minute there, you you flatlined. Well, yes, I shot myself in the head. You I had enough of my brother, and I decided just to know. I wanted to see if I ended it, if I'd get out of here. Why in the hell would you want to do that? Because of where I'm stuck in my current present circumstances, that's why. Honestly, it was one of the more logical things to do. Look, there's a suicide hotline. We can talk about that later, okay? But... I didn't actually want to... Just look, remove a variable. Oh, God. Well, uh, look, please, please, please don't do that again, because your body is contorted we're trying to work the muscles back into shape and peasley is not sure if there are any long-term effects on this side so please be careful roy roy are you okay yeah i'm fine oh thank god okay yeah you guys carry on now i'm fine i'm fine too oh yeah uh, okay. Yeah. Mm. See, aren't you glad it wasn't you now? Rocky, you earned yourself burn duty. Let's go. All right. I'm going to whisper to Roy. God, glad I didn't do that. And again, the three of you hear that call from the woods. Give me kisses. Well, if you get your fat ass out here, I'll give you something. That's for sure. If you haven't figured it out, she's in the woods because I remember her being in the woods also. Oh, God. She's already out. Yeah, so I'm thinking we just burn the woods down. Is there still gasoline in the shed? I haven't been there yet because you killed yourself and distracted me. Fine, and I'm going to start, like, power walk speed walking towards the shed. So you reach the shed with your power walk and open the door to reveal no gas cans, but a doe carcass hanging from its legs, gutted, dark blood pooled and stained on the floor. Damn, well, there goes that idea. No gas in the shed. We do have venison, though, if anyone is hungry. I know a really great recipe. Where did you have the gas can? Where did I see you with it? If you saw it anywhere, it would have been by the septic tank. I had started pouring the gasoline onto her in the tank, and you came up and stopped me. Why don't we open it up? I mean, if that's where he remembers it last, that's where they've got to be, right? Potentially. I mean, we don't technically know all the rules. No, clearly we don't because it's locked, but she's out here. So that's two different moments of memory. Well, but do we know it's locked? We haven't been there yet. I saw the padlock. I mean, if worse comes to worse, we can turn the Campari into a Molotov. It's not that high of a proof, pal. But it's sticky. It could be like napalm. Yeah, let's check it out. Maybe it's not locked. Maybe it's just got a padlock. Hey, there's an idea. The closer you get to the septic tank, you smell gasoline. The same waft that Rocky smelled beneath the cabin. Must have been emanating from the septic tank all along. And I'll fire a gun at it. So Roy pulls out his gun. Oddly enough, you you have full ammunition. Sweet. And what are you shooting exactly? At the lock. Go ahead and give me a firearms roll. I needed a 53. I got a 76. That's a fail. So a bullet launches itself into the dirt next to the septic tank. You do realize that if you hit that padlock and it sparks, the fumes from the gasoline might ignite. And there are no consequences. Okay, continue. You can always do aim, which gets you a bonus die. Sure, I'll aim. So go ahead and give me another firearms roll. And then roll D10. I needed a 53. I got a 22. That's a hard. You strike the padlock and it explodes. Not literally, but the padlock is uh, shattered. I was kind of hoping for a boom, but okay, it's open. Eh, You and me both. What's the point of this dreamscape if I can't even live my dreams out? Well, it's more built around your unconscious memory. I mean, if I can't burn the woods down and I can't blow up the septic tank, it doesn't really seem like me. Right. I'll go open the hatch. And inside you see it is completely filled with a dark, scummy-looking liquid that reeks of gasoline. Well, I found our gas. And as you remember last time, the septic tank was completely empty. 
It's where Marlene was. Okay, so let's run this. I remember the gas getting poured in, and she's not in here. That's two separate time frames of memory. Like I said, now that we know there's some degree of outside interference, who knows what's yours and what's planted by your friend. Your friend. Oh, he's not a friend. I don't want a fuck all to do with him. Your pal, then. An acquaintance. I'm not your buddy, pal. <laughs> I'm not your pal, guy. Why don't we just go find her, then? I mean, we can't die, really. Well... Kiss She just wants a smooch. Slowly pull my sickle out, just to be ready. Alright, hold on. And I'm going to jog back to the cabin and grab the bottle of Campari and then jog back. By the time you get back, it's empty. I win! All right, uh, fill this up. With? Gasoline. We're making a Molotov. Come on, she's weak to fire. You know this. It's a septic tank. You can't just lean down. Yeah, actually, it's filled completely up to the top of the hat, so you can easily dip your hand down in and just fill the bottle. The odd thing is, it certainly doesn't look like gasoline. It's a thick, black, scummy liquid. It smells like it, but it doesn't look like it. Well, I'll fill the bottle up, and then I'll rub my hand on Rocky's jacket to wipe it off. Well, that doesn't look like gasoline. Pour some out on the ground over here. I'm just going to clear out a spot in the dirt. I'll pour some, and then I'll take a swig. As he pours it out, I'm going to pull out my my Zippo lighter, click it on, and I'm going to poke at it to see if it burns like gasoline would burn. It does not. It doesn't taste like gas either. No, it actually tastes like dirty water. Well, there goes that theory. I guess she's got to be weak to guns and stuff, too. Well, actually, no. Um, that didn't go so well last time. Yeah, well. Karaki, you said she killed you last time. How were you alive? Oh, the back-to-life thing. Yeah, see, apparently that was part of the, the deal that came with the whole extra-dimensional entity that's now hunting me thing. I don't understand how it works. I just know that it does. So we don't have any gas, which is sounds like her only weakness. I have a lighter. Oh, go chase her around with that lighter a bit. The goal is to find the gym, right? I guess if we want to go swimming in the septic tank. Not it. Kiss it. Oh, shut up. We'll get to you in good time. You're so annoying. Hey, Rocky, just go give her a kiss. Maybe that's it. She's been telling us the whole time how to get out of here. She likes Hershey Kisses. Sponsors, Hershey. Hashtag still not sponsored. Look, as far as I'm concerned, the only two places that this gem could be is at the bottom of all that water mm-hmm. or on her person or in the doe carcass. But I figure that's like a last, like that's the least likely. That should be the first thing to check because it's the least threatening. <laughs> I'm getting the sinking sensation that we're going to have to kill her again. Can we light the dough on fire and throw it at her? Maybe we can dismantle the cabin to make a trebuchet, and then we'll we'll light the deer on fire, and we'll use the trebuchet to fling it at her. I mean, the trebuchet is the superior siege weapon. I have a theory. The reason why we smell the gas, but that it's not in the septic tank, is that she might be doused in it, because that's what you remembered. How else would we smell the gas? That is a good point, Pippa. Well played. Look who's investigating who now. I'm liking this idea. I mean, worst case scenario, we try the deer thing. Could we make some torches or something? Is there any fabric or anything we can rip up? I mean, the fabric wouldn't burn all that well on its own without some sort of accelerant, though. Is there any oil in the cabin? We didn't really look at any of the cabinets or anything. I searched before there's nothing there nothing other than the pills unless we want to try and force feed her strange medication or unless somebody wants to try and take them pippa you want to die go take one no i'm good now after watching it i'm all right well i mean it's a red pill and a blue pill it says eat me so with someone between alice in wonderland and the matrix what could possibly go wrong i'm really living off of this theory that she's doused in it so i'm ready for once and i hate to say this i agree with roy i think going after her at this point is our best bet Let's go. Hit the woods. Rocky, you lead. You got the flame. Ready or not, here I come. And I'm going to start walking into the woods towards where I heard the the kisses. It doesn't take long to find the source of the voice. A hundred yards into the barricade of towering pines, you enter a clearing where a man stands in front of the entrance to an underground den. The dark hole behind him Enormous and foreboding. Although you never met the man, you recognize his features from photos. It is Clyde Bauman, former Delta Green agent and formerly dead. 
please, he implores. She's my wife. I didn't mean for this to happen. I just wanted her to be with me forever. Leave us in peace for our children's sake. Well, if you happen to have a black gemstone, I'd be more than happy to do that. Otherwise, please step to the side, sir. I'm sorry. I can't let you pass. She's all I have. She's not herself anymore. I mean, you've seen her. Is that really what she would have wanted? Is that what she would have wanted from you for herself? I know I should have left things be, but I missed her so much. And he starts weeping openly. Even as the dark, monstrous shadow looms from behind him. Marlene emerges from the den, her jaw unhinging as she leans forward and places her jaws almost gently, lovingly around her husband's head and wrenches it from his body, blood spurting from the neck, and she spits his head to the side where it rolls onto the pine-laden ground and roars, Kisses! I'm going to need everybody to make a spot hidden and a sanity roll. We all failed the spot hidden roll. <laughs> Spectacularly. As far as spot hidden goes, do you all want to let that stand? Oh, God, no. I'm spending the three points of luck. Go ahead and give me a sanity roll. I needed a 61. I rolled a 54. That is a success. I needed a 41. I got a 33. My first success sanity roll of all time. I needed a 63. I rolled a 39. That's also a success. Nicely done. So each of you will take one sanity point as you are taken aback by this gore-soaked tableau that just happened in front of you. Boo! The movies did it better. And... As Marlene emerges to confront her new visitors, Rocky was so shocked by Clyde's death that he fixated on that head. Facial features are contorted, frozen in fear and surprise, and yet somehow the tears still streaming out of the eyes. But something dark and glittering sparkles from the neck stump. Seems like a familiar gemstone. Bollocks. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. This is actually, for me as a player, to go through and re-experience it from a character standpoint who has never had a part in any of this. It's fun. I really like that. I'm really nervous about where this is going to go. I think we might be stuck in here until we can either rip our way out or find a loophole of some kind, but it's not looking good right now. I think that we're going to have to face everything we faced to get the gems, which is cool. I think it's very fun to take such a nonchalant attitude because I've already seen it before. I'm kind of doing the same thing. I don't like this nonchalant shit. I shot myself. Let's proceed with our hashtag recommendos where we share some of our geeky obsessions. Brian, start us off, please. These are the silliest things, but the most helpful in my kitchen. I have like a the mixer and the blender and the toaster and all the individual things that do individual things. And they all have those thick black cords on them that when I try to store, they all fling out and the cord drops down and you can't shut your cupboard. These are little tiny tabs made by Goody, G-O-O-D-I is the company, that have an adhesive tab on the back and it sticks to anywhere you'd like on your appliance and you can wrap your cord around it and then it clicks in so your cord is organized when you're done using your appliance and you can put it away and it doesn't fling out everywhere. So I got two of them to try them and the toaster was the the hardest thing for me. I've got a four slice toaster from KitchenAid and it is the best toaster I've ever used. But the cord is permanently connected so it's and it's really thick because obviously it's a nice toaster. So just using that after two times, 
I b- bought the rest for all the rest of the appliances that I have. So it's something really silly and you don't even think about it, but it, it really makes a big difference in the kitchen if you're trying to organize and trying to be clean. So check it out on Amazon. It's called uh, the Cord Organizer for Your Appliances. That's what they call it, but it's made by Goody is the company, G-O-O-D-I. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate that. And uh, Gabe, you're up next. In a world right now where two bastard companies came in and basically nuked the entire uh, independent scene, making homogenizing the entire industry so you can only see two styles of wrestling, both of which I think are fairly boring, Japan and Mexico and England are the three places you can look that I think you'll find fairly interesting independent wrestling. Today I'll be recommending, it's an older one, but they're still kicking it, Dragon Gate Wrestling. Founded by Ultimo Dragon, it really focuses on a more stronger style but also with athleticism is just really hard hitting you know it's been around for i think 2004 2005 that era they had some expansion in the u.s they have a partnership with major league wrestling which i think you know isn't great but they got some fair talent sharing it's just kind of underground it's like the b league these are guys who in japan were never superstars you know they didn't never really make it to america but they were all great hands and they put on great matches this is all about the matches i mean it's all about the athleticism of these guys and what they can do uh, one of the best things i think dragon gate ever did is dragon gate next which is a focus on their recent dojo graduates which uh I think it's a cool thing. I think that's something that I've always been interested in is just the new guys. See how they developed and what they're looking like when they're fresh. And I think that their focus on that was really good. So, you know, if you're just looking for something different, I mean, it's really hard right now. A lot of the wrestling industry is getting tied up into these two juggernaut companies that are completely destroying the industry. Despite the fact that they claim that's not what they want to do. You gotta really look now. And uh, I know Dragon Gate's been around forever. It's never been my favorite, but lately it's really been providing something different, and that's all I can look for. So check out Dragon Gate Wrestling. Uh, they have their own network where you can see things. It's in Japanese, though, so you know that might be tough for some people, but it's really good. Great. Thank you, Gabe. And Matt, uh, you're up next. At one point, I recommended a game called Two Point Hospital, built as like a spiritual successor to Theme Hospital. Yeah, the company that made Two Point Hospital is back at it, this time with a new game, same universe, different premise, Two Point Campus. And this one, instead of building and running your own healthcare facility, you're building and running a university. So that means you are constructing buildings, you're setting up classrooms, you're building, you know, dorm rooms for your students. You have to, you know, have cafeterias for them to eat in. You have to have entertainment to keep them happy. You need libraries so they can study. And it becomes this building management thing where you're trying to keep your students happy so that they do well because their performance is tied to how much money you make. And then you have to keep your teachers happy so that they teach well so that the kids get good grades to, again, keep up your money. And it becomes this really cool balancing act. Building out your university and starting to offer more courses so you attract more students so you get more tuition so you can improve your campus some more it's really fun it's really wacky it's not teaching math and science it's you're teaching you know jousting there's a a night school k-n-i-g-h-t school so you're teaching horse riding and jousting and armor their own culinary school where you're not just making a burger or a pie. You're making a comically oversized pie with all of your classmates. The classes are unique and fun. The gameplay is really well thought out. This is clearly not their first rodeo. They know their formula and they know it well and they execute it really well. So if you're like me and you like, you know, management, building, sim kind of games, go ahead and give Two Point Campus a shout because it's a really good time. Thank you, Matthew. And I'll close this out here with my recommendo. Now, I don't often recommend other podcasts because, frankly, I only have a core number of shows that I listen to due to time constraints. I mean... I'm writing, producing, recording, and editing my own podcasts. But I'll usually squeeze in an hour on the treadmill where I can catch up on episodes and occasionally try a new one. Well, thanks to our ambassador, Chiru, who recently attended Necronomicon in Providence, Rhode Island, I am now aware of PVD Horror Podcast. Three fellow geeks in Rhode Island who love to chat about horror in all its glorious forms. 
I love their laid back informal conversational style, digging into the nitty gritty of their likes and dislikes and commenting on the state of our beloved genre. They often invite guests onto their show to chat about gory flicks and I've even picked up some recommendos from them that I've never heard about. In that respect, they remind me of the formative days of the Screamcast with Sean, Stephanie, Brad, Mike, where I was taking notes during every episode to fill my watch list with cult movies. So if you dig scary stuff like I do and just want to hang out with some cool guys shooting the shit but injecting humor, heart, and intelligence into their POV, check out PVD Horror Podcast. Very cool. Well, guys, that's it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And even though you already saw me kill myself once, if you want to see me do it again, it's not going to happen. I mean, it might happen by accident. You know what? Just hit me up on Twitter at the real weird kid, and I'll keep you up to date. It's fine. And if you want to suggest things for me to do in my new consequenceless existence, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. And uh, I expect a full review of the best creme brulee torches, so I'll know what to purchase next time. And send me those reviews at Brian Podcasts. Until next time. Roll for Campari. Sponsor us, Campari. The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2022. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. I finally um, downloaded the um, blue Sherpa software. So now I can mute my microphone without having to push on the damn button every time. How do you mute it now? Just a button on their app. So now you can just click a button to mute it instead of clicking a button? Yeah, I'm going to fuck around with that later. Oh, you better stream that on your only streaming fucking fans. True. I'm having a gin and tonic. Well... I had a gin and tonic. <laughs> and now Matt drives the bang bus. No. <laughs> Don't insult the bang bus. It pays well, okay? All right, uh, Matt, Gabe, you guys got a story about your bagel? <laughs> that sounds wrong. Tell about your bagel hole. I want to I hear about your bagel. Hey, you. Well, my name's Johnny, not, not hey, you, but hi. Are you my friend now? My mom said not to talk to friends who aren't real friends and strangers, but, you know, moms can be wrong sometimes. That's what dad says. We are no longer strangers as I have addressed you. <gasps> We're friends to the end? Yes. My name's Johnny. What's your name? Salesman. Sales? That's always oh, ethnic. Yeah, I'm from South Poland. Mm, that tracks. I don't know anything about the European states or whatnot. That gamble usually pays off. Is now the time I get into your van? I don't really... Uh... Yeah, why don't you climb on in here and I'll... I'll, I'll I got well, something to show you. This is quite roomy. Is that a waterbed back there? Yeah, it really moves as, as you hit the bumps. I like it. It's got a meatloaf uh, duvet cover. Well, I mean, come on. You can't... You, you is that can't. bad out of hell? Oh, I said hell. My mom said not to say hell. Well, especially since it's bad out of hell, too. Oh, that's even better. What I wouldn't do for... But I wouldn't do that, though. I'm just letting you know, ground rules. Not that? Not that. Well, I figured that you were the kind of guy who wouldn't do that. Well, what's in the cooler over there? Well, I could tell from looking at you, John, that you're a big mustard guy. <laughs> I, I really like mustard. Uh, it's, uh, it's tangy, but it's also a little spicy, and it kind of gives me gas. Well, what if I were to say that I have a new type of mustard that is tangy and spicy and doesn't give you gas? <gasps> that cannot exist in this reality. Well, that's because you've never had this mustard. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, can I try a sample? You can have a tip of your finger's worth. All right, just a tip. Here we go. Oh, it's, it's cold. It, no, okay, just... How many inches should I put it in? No, you do not want to do more than your tip, or you'll have dire consequences. Okay. All right, just a tip. 
All right. Uh, and now I'll take the tip and the tip of my tongue. And oh, 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 that's that's lovely. What is that? It's special South Poland mu- mustard. That's not from hell. It's from South Poland. I've never heard of must mustard, but that sounds amazing. It's very uh, ethnic. True. As we established, you don't know anything about Poland. This is true. Yeah, my dad has some things to say about Poland, but I don't really listen to him anymore because my mom, she takes care of me now and uh, we live apart. That's what she says. Well, she sounds smart. As long as you like her, she sounds smart. She's uh, she's She could be a little bit of a pain, but... Uh, That's just what I was thinking. She doesn't like mustard so much, so I kind of have to buy it on the streets. Let me tell you, with this mustard, this will last you a while, because if you have any more than you had just now, you'll regret it. Just having it a fingertip at a time, so it'll really last you. Gosh, this will last forever. Okay, well, I have. Uh, I just got my allowance. I took out the garbage. I got 25 cents. I raked the lawn. I got 35 cents. That's 50, 60 cents. I do, I do math. What if I were to tell you that you don't have to give me any money for this at all? What do I have to give you? You just have to sign this contract. Do you have any open wounds? Uh, d- do scab these count? I fell off my skateboard. Well, if you pick at the scab, we'll be able to use it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, 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 uh, it's uh, Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's oozing now. All right, now dip this, if you sign your contract in that ooze, and you'll be able to have this mustard, and really all you'll have to do is be my friend and my boss's friend forever. Uh, Okay, I'll just dip, oh, uh, uh, just the tip, uh, just the, uh, and okay, there, sign my name, John E. No relation to Wall E, by the way. Where, do you know Johnny B? Good. All right. Well, the mustard is yours. Like I said, do not uh, ever have more than a fingertip full or you will direly regret it and everyone that you have ever known will pay the consequences for it. I'm sorry, what? Oh, I'm going to get out of here because, like, uh, I've known you. (laughs) Goodbye, friend. See ya. My boss is going to come around to meet you sometime soon. He's a big red guy. You'll love him. Johnny Five is alive. I don't know. Are you a boots guy or a shoes guy? One of each. (laughs) We, uh, I guess, okay, uh, Roy. Gay Roy. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, can you spell that? (laughs) No, I can't because the tape didn't tell me how to fucking spell the damn thing. Are you smuggling plums? (laughs) (laughs) Why is it ticking? Where'd this pin come from? (laughs) Hey guys, what is this? I pick up the gem. <laughs> oh, that's what we're looking for. How convenient. And we teleport out. Now we're in Fraggle Rock. Down <laughs> in Fraggle Rock. You have a sickle. Pippa pulls out the sickle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop dying when I damn well feel like not dying. Damn it.